Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National and Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we are going to explore the service that was done over the last two years in response to the COVID-19 pandemic by AmeriCorps members with Marshfield Clinic Health Systems Volunteer Wisconsin. In recognition of their service, Volunteer Wisconsin was awarded a COVID-19 Response Service Award at the 2021 Governor Service Awards. To learn more about the impacts of their service, we'll be speaking with Program Director Shelley Kaiser and AmeriCorps member Mario Fergoso. Up first, we're going to talk with Shelley Kaiser, who was the Program Director for Volunteer Wisconsin, about the different types of service that their AmeriCorps members did in response to the pandemic. So Shelley, thanks so much for talking with us today. Well, thank you, Kyle, for inviting me to join you today. So we're so happy to talk with you. Could you start off by telling us a little bit about how your members initially started responding to the COVID-19 pandemic at the beginning? Really, about March of 2020, the pandemic became very real and there were nonprofits that decided they needed to close doors until they could make a determination of whether it was safe to open, safe to operate. And so that directly impacted all of our Volunteer Wisconsin members who were working as volunteer coordinators. So if the organizations were closed, they ended up working from home, which was completely unexpected. And they were used to working daily with volunteers, not necessarily face-to-face. There's a lot of screen time in planning and prepping for a volunteer event or um, tracking volunteer service. Suddenly, they didn't have active volunteer programs. So um, it was amazing how quickly our, our Volunteer Wisconsin members who are pretty tech savvy realized that they needed to jump onto Zoom platforms and other virtual platforms, shift their focus from volunteer recruitment to more of a volunteer retention. Here they, they may have had 10 volunteers, they may have had 100 volunteers, but suddenly the future was so uncertain and they didn't know how long this pandemic was going to last, how long they'd be on pause, how long they'd have to bench their volunteers, but they certainly didn't want to lose them. So they shifted to a communications mode. And so our Volunteer Wisconsin members were creating newsletters. They were um, setting up Zoom meetings where volunteers could come together and they could just connect and they just had informal conversations. So it was just being open and real that they were as uncertain as everyone else, but they valued their volunteers and they needed to bring them together. So that was like the really key role. And these members were magnificent in this role. They were very comfortable with the platforms. In fact, many of them ended up teaching staff members how to utilize them, how to be comfortable with them. So they became kind of text experts and highly valued in their organizations, especially during the the beginning. And so I think also the big part was not only were they developing those connections, but also figured out how they could create new orientations and new trainings that now have actually stuck since the beginning of the pandemic. Right. So after they realized the COVID pandemic was going to extend beyond just a month or so, then they realized 
there was an increased interest in giving back to the community. And so some nonprofits had individuals that were reaching out that despite the challenges of COVID, they wanted a way to interact, but they wanted to interact safely. So they had to find new virtual safe opportunities to engage new volunteers as well as their existing ones. And then there's another subset of our members who are working at host sites that saw a rapid spike in the need for their services. So we have members who were at community centers, they were at food pantries, and suddenly, I mean, you can remember the newscast where they had those long lines of people waiting to get groceries from a food pantry. And so the reality was they were putting in really long hours and they were practicing safe techniques. They were masking. They were meeting individuals at their vehicles, vehicles that people didn't come out. But just the immense effort that was required to pack up the, the supplies and then to safely deliver them to help their communities, they really stepped up. There was not a single complaint. So there was kind of both ends of the spectrum going on. And they were also reaching out and asking for help. And um, other members were able to, to plug in and help out as well. So you know, a big part of that was when they were unable to help, if their organization, when there was a limit to what they could do, a lot of them stepped out and did like I think thousands of hours of outside service while helping other organizations. So how did some of them also take their service and not only help with their host sites, but also take on some extra roles to help out others during the pandemic? So I'm thinking of one member in particular who was working in Milwaukee and there was a homeless center in her neighborhood, in her community. And most of the volunteers were aged. And so with the pandemic, they felt it particularly threatened. And so they virtually had very, very limited volunteers to be able to open the open their shelter. She was brave and she used all protection that was available to her. And she stepped up and she served the homeless population to help keep the center open. And I know another big piece was that with the pandemic, there was a giant influx of people calling into Wisconsin 211. And I know you had an AmeriCorps member with Volunteer Wisconsin was serving there, and that several of your AmeriCorps members and those from other programs at the state started to help to answer COVID-19 calls with 211 to fill that growing need. Wisconsin 211 takes information and referral calls, and that became the number to call 211 across the state during the pandemic. If you had any question about like where you could go for testing or, you know, were vaccination safe? Well, I guess we weren't even at that point. We were, it was just initially, what does the pandemic mean and what do I need to do to keep safe? I guess if it's hard to remember way back, I mean, we were even like, is it safe to buy groceries and bring them in my home? So they were answering questions like that. So one of our Volunteer Wisconsin members was at Wisconsin 211. Well, he was at the Dane County, uh, United Way of Dane County 211, and his role was working in the 211 center. And he quickly shifted to focus exclusively on the COVID-19 calls. They had a special direct line for those. And his role was to recruit and find volunteers that would take those calls, receive the training, and then just take those calls. He worked you know, full-time in that capacity during the pandemic for the rest of his term until August 31st of 2020. And then he recruited a number of individuals and some volunteer Wisconsin members, community members, other AmeriCorps members, I'm sure. And they 
took shifts, a couple shifts a week or whatever worked into their schedule. So that that really filled a very unique need for information during the pan- earlier years of the times of the pandemic. And then over the last year as the pandemic continued on, but a new group of AmeriCorps members started four or five months into the pandemic in the late summer, how did their service change and continue to serve with people dealing with COVID-19? So at that point, I think we were aware that this pandemic was going to be here for the long haul. And so the organizations that requested a Volunteer Wisconsin member went into it knowing that the need for virtual and probably a hybrid or a work from home um, kind of system was going to be required. So they had really already adapted. And the work that the member that preceded them had done, like creating online orientation so they could still access and recruit new volunteers. Those just became part of regular business. And so those volunteers didn't notice, those um, AmeriCorps members didn't notice like a rapid shift and change because the organizations just came in with a COVID mindset and service just looked different. But because most of them were new, they didn't have anything to compare it with. Most of the members serve partially from home, and when necessary, they would come into their host site. A few of them, those like that were at a pantry or community center that required them to be on site, definitely were full-time on site. Yeah, and one of the one of the kind of really unique things that came through, we had a member that was involved with drive-by birthday parades. She helped in that respect. Another member was located at a school. And he realized that the graduating seniors weren't going to get graduation. And so he had put in an immense effort to create some really impactful Facebook videos of all the seniors and put that on for his. So just there were just so many unique ways that the members creatively responded during the COVID pandemic and continue to. Well, Shelly, thanks so much for sitting down to talk with us and sharing about what went on with the Volunteer Wisconsin members. And then good luck with all the members serving now as part of Marshall Clinic's Community Corps program. Thanks so much. Um, We're off to a great start, expecting to see a lot of amazing work accomplished. Up next, we're talking with Mario Fragoso, who is serving with Marshfield Clinic's Community Corps program this year at United Way of Dane County with Wisconsin 211 to talk about his service last year with their Volunteer Wisconsin program and his continued service this year. So Mario, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. A delight to be here. So thank you. We really appreciate you just coming to talk with us about what this, your service looked like around helping folks deal with COVID-19. For those who don't know a lot about like 211 and what it does, I know that I was kind of unfamiliar with the service before I really started. 211 basically is kind of a helpline that's available nationwide. People can dial 211 and it connects people to resources in their areas. More often than not, those are things like shelters, food pantries, assistance with utilities, and things like that that are available in people's communities. Since I joined during COVID-19, a lot of um, COVID-19 issues were handled um, by a 211, where to get um, a vaccine, general information, where to get tested, 
all those kind of things kind of rested on 211 to address uh, regarding the public. So it was a really interesting time to be a part of this really cool program. I'm honestly really honored that I was able to help out and kind of help communities deal with such a crazy issue at the time. That's wonderful. And so could you just fill us in? So what did the day-to-day elements of your service look like with the 2-on-1 program? First and foremost, what takes up most of my day is call shifts. So I um, answer the phones. I direct people to resources in their community. Um, I talk to people. Sometimes I do some work updating resources, uh, reaching out to resources, making sure that our database is up to date and you know, so we can get the right information to our callers. I also, for a while, trained other people um, and volunteers to be able to take calls as well. And that was really important during COVID-19 since our call volume went up like almost double. During that time, we needed an influx of volunteers. And so a lot of my job at that time specifically was training more people so that they were able to take specifically COVID-19 calls and get that information in like a very constantly like um, being updated, like the information was so constantly being updated, constantly changing during that time, uh, getting that information out to people who were calling as quickly as possible and um, training volunteers to do that. So then was the plan that you had some volunteers that stayed doing the traditional two-on-one calls and then other volunteers that were just primarily handling the, the COVID-specific calls? We had some volunteers... Most of our volunteers were just trained to do the COVID calls. You know, COVID calls were a little bit simpler. It was a little bit uh, easier to get that information out. And I largely used Badger volunteers and students. And like uh, a lot of people, we were able to, for the first time, have most of our volunteers work from home as well. So a lot of people had that opportunity. And then there are other volunteers who do like regular 2-1-1 calls. But that training process is a lot more intense and a lot more complicated just because there's a lot of things that like uh, regular 2 callers have to deal with beyond like COVID-19. That's great. And I know that's the big piece of just how do you help that influx of folks? I know that when the pandemic was first starting, that was in the earliest needs people really had was for extra 2 volunteers. And a lot of AmeriCorps members that couldn't serve at their sites directly were being trained to answer those COVID-specific calls. And that that's a big part of that. The position there has been helping really man the volunteering for these that really important line that's going on right now. Yeah, for sure. And like just in general too, it was really cool to see so many people come forth. We, re- we really had a bunch of volunteers. I think at one time I had like 30 volunteers under me at one time. And it was really awesome to see that many people willing to like, you know, spend time on the phone and talk directly to the community and make sure that, you know, people feel heard. That's a huge thing. Like, because since there's so many callers, so so many people are used to getting, you know, the robot voice response and, you know, getting, giving people that human interaction was really important and like make people feel like they're being heard and getting that information. And that was really impossible without so many people coming forward and uh, helping during that time. So that was really awesome to see. The training makes sense. They do organize it fairly well for volunteers. I got trained as a 2-on-1 volunteer to like help learn the trainings when we were recruiting AmeriCorps members. I didn't end up doing the calls, but I was like trying to tell to AmeriCorps, like, this is what it'll look like so we could give the programs a guide. And so it really, it's pretty easy for folks to follow. Yeah, it's super innovative. The more you do it, the better you get at it. That's what I always tell volunteers and stuff. At first, it's a little, you know, there's a learning curve after you just kind of 
you'll catch it and you'll like know the resources and stuff. So, and I think it was great that people could do it from home. You didn't have to go into a call center. You could physically just answer all the calls from home. Yeah, I think that was definitely huge, especially working with a bunch of college students. And I work with a lot of, you know, elderly people and being able to work from home was a huge deal for them. And college students and stuff are like looking for volunteer opportunities. But then like during COVID-19, like a lot of those volunteer opportunities just either weren't open anymore, or it's just kind of like, it can be scary for people to go outside and like, you know, in general, it was a great thing to be able to help people from home. And you were serving with Volunteer Wisconsin over this last year when it was honored with the COVID-19 Response Award at the Governor Service Awards. And it was given in honor of the large team effort of their AmeriCorps members and what they've done since the start of the pandemic. So thank you for being part of that massive effort their members have done. And so one question I have is, how do you think that response effort has changed to COVID-19 since you started serving? Yeah, I mean, it's been so interesting because 211, you know, helps with almost anything you could think of. Like we have a database that has almost every need in there. It really comes down to like whether the community applies or not. You know, we do Dane County, we do Sauk County, all different counties in Wisconsin. And during COVID-19, you know, we have our volunteers that are doing COVID calls. We have our 211 people who are taking, still taking the pantry calls and all that kind of stuff. But when COVID-19 was at its highest, basically every single call, you know, whether it even is like a rental assistance call, whether it's a food pantry call, every call kind of became a COVID-19 call because COVID-19 kind of had this ripple effect of, you know, maybe some people unfortunately aren't able to work for the first time in a while, you know, people, businesses aren't able to stay open and things like that. And then that, you know, causes more people needing every single resource that we have. So for a long time, every single call, whether it was, what are the symptoms of COVID or I need help paying my rent or something like that, all calls were kind of like COVID-19 calls. And as we move forward and, you know, now there's a vaccine and things are kind of beginning to calm down in that respect. We're going a little bit back to normal, being able to like specialize on different areas like food pantries in certain communities and things like that. But of course, you know, with like the Delta and booster shots and stuff, it's kind of been this like wave that keeps coming back. It just kind of changes into whatever the most recent COVID concern is or how it's going on is really what it becomes. It's it's always been that need for information based around just what the conditions are in the community at the time. Right, right. And then, Mario, why did you first decide to serve with AmeriCorps and then last year with Volunteer Wisconsin? Right when I joined, it was just as COVID-19 was really picking up. You know, it was really scary. Like, you know, at the beginning, people weren't going outside. Nobody, you know, people didn't know what was going on. It was, uh, you know, like a very intense time. And I knew that I kind of wanted to do something to help. But at the same time, it, it it's, you know, kind of difficult because... COVID-19, it was hard to like navigate through like society in general. And I thought this was like, once I found out about like 211 and that it went through AmeriCorps, that seemed like the perfect thing. Like, you know, being able to talk to people, being able to connect with the community. You know, I talk to like so many people a day and get to hear so many stories, so many perspectives. That That's what really motivated me. I thought it'd be a really rewarding experience. And it definitely has in like every way. That's wonderful. And then looking at kind of hearing all those different stories from people, do you have some favorite memories or stories or highlights from your service 
the thing about like uh, two one one is we're we're mainly refer people to resources in their communities. So oftentimes, times you know, someone will call me and they go, "Oh, hey, like what food pantries are available?" And then I'll say, "Oh, these are available." And then you know they'll be like, "Okay, thank you." And then they'll go on their way. So like, unfortunately, most of the time, as a two one one operator, you get to like point people in the right direction, but you don't necessarily get to see them go to the food pantry you don't get that like joy of like kind of seeing their success story play out and that can you know be kind of frustrating at times because you know sometimes you know you feel like you're just sending people and you know you're giving them the tools but and you you know you wish you could see kind of like the end goal but i think the most like success that i have and like the times that i remember is just people who are so happy to hear someone else on the other line, so another real person. And that human interaction is, to me, the huge, colossal thing that makes it worth it. The people that kind of call and go, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, it feels like somebody cares about this situation. All these people are in situations that are like difficult and complicated you know oftentimes just because there's so much need people are dealing a lot with like i was on phone i was on the phone for three hours and like you know i haven't talked to a real person in like you know forever being able to talk to somebody slow down for a second listen to what they're saying and have somebody feel heard uh, to me is what i'll always remember is like kind of the most impactful moments even though i don't necessarily get to see you know like someone finally get their rent paid or something like that just the ability to give someone that human interaction is big for me. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, just yeah. looking at everyone knows that frustration of being on the phone and clicking through buttons and numbers and not yeah. knowing you can do, but not only are they able to get the answers from you on where to go, but it's also just someone that's being kind and compassionate and listening to them. It gives them a chance to express something. And for some folks, just speaking with another person, especially in early parts, and it was so isolating. So I think that's such a huge deal. Even if someone asks like, hey, where do I get tested? You know, you don't necessarily know if they're going to even get a positive or negative. Like there's no, you know, you don't get to see the end of these people's stories, but at least like the part that you were part of, you know, like, hey, you know, if you do get positive, just so you know, like, this is what happens here. If you're negative, this is what can happen. And like, you know, I think people really were yearning for that, especially during COVID. It seemed like you couldn't talk to anybody, like you were kind of alone in your house. So you finished serving last year, and then now you're serving with Marshall Clinic's Community Corps program that Volunteer Wisconsin has been folded into. So why did you decide to serve with AmeriCorps again? I think it was just like a really awesome, I like, honestly, the main reason is just because I liked it the first time. Like, I just thought it was super rewarding and super awesome. And it's just like such a great program. I love the people that I work with. I love my supervisor. And it's just a great work environment where I feel like I'm also like really helping my community out. And then on top of that, really nice how AmeriCorps sets it up with like, you know, you have a year of service. I personally plan on going to law school next year. And it was the perfect thing. I, you know, I graduated and, you know, there was COVID-19 and it gave me like enough time to prepare for law school and have a really awesome work experience that is measured in like years. A lot of times, you know, places want you to work for like, you know, the long term, but it's awesome to be able to have a meaningful work experience that I don't know. It's been a great program to be a part of. No, I think that's a huge point about that's one of the really benefits of when you're doing that AmeriCorps services. You can go in 
make a difference in the community, but also they know you're only expected to stay right. for one term. You can always come back in for a second term and it helps build up those skills and give you that time to find that launching point or find that transition. Or when you're between, like you said, you're between undergrad and then moving on to law school. And yeah. so it's a huge stepping stone. It can help with that process. I love to say, I feel like my AmeriCorps experience in general, like has given me so much experience in almost anything. Like if I wanted to go on and do anything like, you know, now I have experience talking to different people in like very different situations, stranger situations every single day. I managed volunteers. I had volunteers under me. I have like, you know, I've had to organize data, reach out to clients, reach out to resources and like update information. I just feel like I have so much experience from this year packed in there that almost any college or future employer, you know, would want. And I think it's been just really successful in that regard as well. I think that's huge. I love that you kind of talked about bringing that forward into the future. So you talked about some of those skills. Anything in particular you feel like you'll bring into the world of law following your experience? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think in general, just seeing so many people's experiences and talking to so many people every single day, you know, we have an idea of these issues. And like, you know, we know that these issues are in our communities. But being able to directly talk to people who are going through these issues and being able to understand the process and of getting some of these resources. For example, like, you know, we mainly cover Dane County. And just because of working through 211, I feel like I know every single or maybe not every single, but a majority of the resources and how to like pair them together, how to like match them for different people's specific stories. And I think being able to understand a community in that way will definitely reflect in my future like law practices in some way. I'm not sure because, you know, I haven't been to law school yet and that's like a whole path in front of me, but it's almost impossible for me to imagine that it wouldn't affect it in some way. That's wonderful. And it's just so good to hear. And I'm glad you're able to carry that forward into the next steps on your journey. Well, Mario, just thank you so very much for your AmeriCorps service last year and your continued service this year. No problem. Absolutely. Love doing it. Yeah. And just thank you for keep going and helping people answer all those COVID calls through Wisconsin 2 on 1. And good luck with law school and everything else in the future. Sweet. Thank you so much. And then thank you again to both Shelly and Mario for sharing about the S-File for Volunteer Wisconsin and giving us some more stories to file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S file stands for service. And you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S files.